Welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show, where wealth includes much more than just money. It includes family, fitness, romance, and all the other parts of a balanced life. Listen and learn how 70% of the millionaires in America made their money using real estate. Now your host, real estate investor and consultant, Steve Davis. Good show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where as always, we're here together working hard to improve our financial IQ. Total Wealth Academy is an education and mentoring program for people who want to learn how to build a second stream of income using real estate. We use everything from single family homes to big apartment, small apartment complex, medium, big, uh, self-storage complexes, RV parks, senior living, hotels, you name it. If it produces cash flow and it's backed by real estate, we're investing in it and building that second stream of income. Uh, yesterday's show, I went over a couple of articles and I got quite a few people that requested the links to them. Um, one of the articles was about these big corporations coming in and buying, you know, 100, 120 homes at a time. And it kind of scared people, which it shouldn't have. That's still a small percentage of the home sales, but it did. And it has backfired on the big corporations. They can't manage single family homes effectively. And as a result, they're now selling hundreds of homes, 20, 30 and 40% below market. So not only did they goof up, they've created an opportunity for you and I to pick up homes from them at deeply discounted prices. That one is at Yahoo Finance. Yahoo Finance. All you need to do is when you get to Yahoo Finance, just type in corporate home buying spree backfires. Um the other article was from cron.com, the Houston Chronicle website, cron.com. The name of it is Why Rents Are Rising in Houston Even As the Housing Market Cools. So those are the two articles that we discussed yesterday. If you want to find them, please follow the instructions I've given you, and you'll pick them up pretty quick. Uh, again, it's Corporate Home Buying Spree Backfires. That's on Yahoo Finance. And why rents are rising in Houston. That's at cron.com. Today I want to talk about, uh, we talked yesterday, the second half of the show was about how every dollar you put into a single family house makes you money four ways. Cash flow, equity capture, appreciation, and equity buildup or principal pay down and why our rates of return the first year are literally 200% and above. I think it came out to 240, 240% rate of return the first year you own a single family house. And several emails came in with uh, fear-based questions, which is what I asked for. I wanted to know what your fear is about investing in real estate. It makes 30 times as much money as the stock market. 
it accounts for 70 to 90% of the millionaires in the United States, and you don't have any. When you hear something that dumb, if you will, you have to go back to your core belief system to figure out why you don't have some real estate in your portfolio. And when you answer that question, those are your fears. You may say, well, I've heard that owning rental real estate, tenants call you all the time, well, it's this, that, and the other. I can run 20 rent houses in six hours a month and make myself 10 grand a month. How many of you would be willing to work six, even 10 hours a month for an extra eight or 10 grand a month? You know, people whine and complain about somebody calling you with their AC out. It's like, really? That phone call made you eight grand. People don't do the math. They just make these assumptions. They've been told by somebody or they've, they've made it up in their own head that tenants call you all the time. I don't even take, at 20 houses, I didn't even take one phone call a month on average from my tenants. And when I did take a phone call and a tenant had a problem, it was an honor and fun to go solve their doggone problem. You know, I'll give you an example of how to handle a maintenance call. Let's first look at what the average person does. What the average person does is they answer the phone and they treat it like a huge hassle. Example, phone rings, you pick up the phone. It's Mike, one of your tenants. AC is out. You, you roll your eyes. You begin complaining in your head. You, you ask Mike, well, what do you keep your AC at? As if it's his fault. Um, and just react to the situation as opposed to responding to the situation. Reaction versus proaction. And if you have trouble understanding the difference between those two, think about this. If you go to the doctor and they give you a shot, and you go back a week later and they say you're reacting to the shot, that's not a good thing. You're having a reaction. But if you go back a week later and they say, wow, you're responding to the shot, that's a good thing. So that's how you separate those two in your head. So the average person is irritated that Mike has called. They're irritated that they have to take action. They're irritated that it came Thursday evening at 7 o'clock when they were watching the football game. Then the next day at work, they complain about it to their co-workers and whine and moan and they complain to their wife about it. They're just, 
That has nothing to do with the call. It has to do with your mismanagement of your personality, mismanagement of your opportunity. It's just people are, the average person is negative. And it's not just the average, it's the majority of people are just negative. They make everything an ordeal. When we come back from the break, I'm going to show you how to handle a maintenance call and ensure that your tenant never moves out. This is the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. Thanks for listening. If you have money in an IRA, 401k, or other retirement account, you can use it to invest passively in real estate without tax or penalty. Our average rate of return is three times that of the stock market and mutual funds with much less volatility. If you have over $70,000, you can start passive investing today. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where we're talking about reactive versus proactive when dealing with tenant calls and really when dealing with anything in your life. Most people, the vast majority of people, are reactive. They're not responding to the situation. They're not proactive. They're reactive. And it's completely dysfunctional and literally destroys your life by being that way. So here's how you handle a maintenance call. Phone rings. It's Mike. His AC's out. Hey, Mike. Oh, really? Your AC's out? Man, I am so sorry. Um, how long has it been out? Just a couple hours? Great. Okay. Um, I will get off the phone with you. Call my AC guy. And get him on the phone with you within the next 10 minutes. If you don't hear from him in 10 minutes, you'll hear from me in 10 minutes. And isn't your wife pregnant? She is. Yeah. I tell you what. I'm going to make sure that he brings a window unit in case he can't fix it right away. Now, 90% of the time, we can fix the AC immediately. But in case we can't, we'll put that window unit in your wife's bedroom so that she remains cool. Okay, Mike, again, sorry about that, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks a lot, Mike. Have a great night. That's how you take a maintenance call. Then instead of complaining to your wife about it, you just say, honey, can I have another beer and continue watching your football game? See, proactivity solving the problem, spending your effort solving the problem. Reactive people like to complain about the problem for hours. If you think I'm kidding, I'm not. First, they complain for 20 minutes to their wife. Then they complain for 20 minutes to their friend at work. They come home and complain about it for another 20 minutes to their wife the next day. And just moan, complain, 
That's a reactive person. And again, most people are like that. It's an example from Stephen Covey's work, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, is this kid remembered his grandmother. And his grandmother would complain about prices. She would complain that, you know, these uneducated pigs in Washington didn't know how to control prices. They were terrible and would just complain. And he described that her complaining would go on for hours. It's all she did was complain. And what this has to do with is your effort-minimizing brain. If you're not familiar with this, your brain evolved to be effort-minimizing. This allows you to conserve your energy so that you can get away from a tiger. Well, we're not being chased by tigers anymore. So we don't need as much of an effort-minimizing brain as we did 10,000 years ago. But we've still got it. And what's the default position for an effort-minimizing brain? Complain. Because it takes effort to solve the problem. It takes thought to solve the problem. And what the vast majority of people do, they spend 90% of their time complaining and focusing on the problem and only about 10% of their time on the solution. When you should spend 100% of your time on the solution. Just freaking solve it. Get it done and move on. So it's highly recommended if you see yourself in some of what I'm saying, you really need to pick up the seven habits of highly effective people and become proactive versus reactive. Uh, Being proactive is the number one habit. You are not going to succeed in life if you're reactive. You're going to destroy your relationships. You're going to destroy your marriage. You're never going to make any money if you're reactive. You've got to be proactive. Solve the problem. So this person that emailed me, I actually called him because that was obviously too long to put into an email, was so relieved when I explained how to take a tenant call because he was anticipating being reactive when a tenant calls versus being proactive. And I want you to think about that as well. If you have a fear of a tenant calling you, it's because you knew you were going to go into a reactive state. Their call's not negative. They're just calling to get their AC fixed. Not negative about that. But you anticipated it being a pain, it being awful, and that's why you didn't want to do it. But if you're proactive and you go, yeah, tenant calls me, I'm going to solve that problem. 
Because every time you solve a tenant's problem quickly and effectively, you're putting another nail in a thing called tenant retention. <laughs> you're building up that tenant retention. Do you think that tenant, and that is an actual story from one of my members, one of my students, and that do you think that tenant's ever going to move? No. They'll never leave until they can afford to buy a home or something like that. But they would never leave just because they didn't like the landlord or they weren't being taken care of. You got a tenant for life when you take care of your tenants in that way. And keep it proactive, keep it a positive situation, and remember, every stinking phone call from a tenant is making you hundreds if not thousands of dollars depending on how many units you have at the time. You got to do the math and realize that you're building wealth for yourself and your family. You're building a second stream of income, becoming financially independent, and so on. So keep these emails coming. It is important if you're serious and you're saying, I want to build a second stream of income with real estate, but what comes after but are your fears. You need to email those to me or give me a call right here on the show right now and tell me what that fear is. What do you think is going to happen if you invest in real estate? What negativity do you think is going to happen? Phone lines are open at 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV, or you're welcome to email me any time of the day, seven days a week. It's steve at totalwealthacademy.com, steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Okay, the next question was also a, a fear, and it was, how in the world do you find tenants? And the fear is they buy a rent property, they fix it up, they put it on the market, and it doesn't lease. Do the math. The average single-family home in Houston self-managed takes less than 10 days to lease. If you don't lease your property within 10 days, you either don't know what you're doing, it's overpriced, or it's a piece of crap. Those are the only three things. You don't know how to manage real estate, you overpriced your property, or tenants are getting there and it's a beat up piece of crap. That's the only way you can goof this up. But if you take a course like mine and you know how to manage, you eliminate that one. You know how to run comps, you eliminate overpricing it, and you rehab your property up front so it's perfect, you eliminate that problem. Seven to 10 days. And that's actually the average across the state of Texas and many other states. Okay, we got to go to break. 
We'll talk more after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. The stock market was never designed to build wealth. It was designed to keep up with inflation. The average rate of return over the last 75 years is about 7%. You'll get that even with the ups and downs. If you want a higher rate of return and less volatility, consider real estate. We make about three times as much as the stock market. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That is TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. Phone lines are open, 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV. Remember, if you're a little shy or you feel like you've got a dumb question, use a fake name. But let's get that addressed because I promise you that supposed dumb question could be the difference between you Taking action and not taking action. It may be a simple few paragraph answer that helps you get past whatever fear is holding you back. So give me a buzz at 281-558-5738 or email me steve at totalwealthacademy.com you will not be put on an email list. It's just an email to me. I delete it. If it's got personal information, I double delete it. Um, but send it to me. Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com Okay, I did get a, 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 a real easy email. It's This guy has a small apartment. Let me see. Let me scroll down here. Give me just a second to see if he tells me how many units. 23 units. And he's got four washers, four dryers. They're all ancient. And he's asking if he should buy new or if he should buy refurbished. You know, this is a tough question because it depends on who refurbished them and if they're offering a warranty. I always go with new machines and I get the extended warranty. So when I buy it, you know, it's got a year or two, and then I add a year. I just like the peace of mind of having that warranty. And, but some refurbished companies offer you a warranty because they know how to fix it very inexpensively so they can give you a warranty. So my answer is, whichever's going to be the most cost-effective, including the warranty, is what I would do. I have just found that that um, manufacturer's warranty and getting an extension for one or two years has been extremely effective for me. Extremely effective for me. And congratulations on your success so far. Uh, well done. Okay. Now let's talk about commercial real estate for a little bit. And 
Yesterday, we talked about the four ways that real estate makes you money, including appreciation. Now, when we're talking single family, appreciation is dependent on the market conditions. In other words, if you go into a neighborhood where all the homes sell for an average of 300000 and you buy a home for 300000 and then put $40,000 in improvements, what's that house worth when you're done? 300000 <laughs> See, you can't go into a single-family house, add all kinds of amenities, and raise the the market value. It's going to go up based on comparable sales. So if every other home in the neighborhood is selling for 300 that's just like yours, that's what your house is worth. No matter how fancy your granite, no matter how fancy your backyard, it's worth 300 grand. But if all of a sudden they start selling for 320, 330, 340, and the average goes up to 340, then your house is worth 340. Again, single family is based off of the comparable sale. What is every other house just like yours sold for? Not asking, sold for. With commercial property, we dictate the value of our property through our actions. The simplest example is you can have two identical apartment complexes side by side on the same street. They're both 200 units. They're both built in 2004. Same architect, same builder, same everything. They're identical. One's worth 10 million, one's worth 20 million. Why? Because the one that's worth 10 million is mismanaged. The one worth 20 million is managed perfectly. See, the value of commercial property is primarily based off of the net operating income. Net operating income. So if the apartment that's worth 10 million is 30% vacant, their rents are $200 a month less than the other one, that reduces your net operating income, reducing the value of your property. The golden rule is this. At a 6% capitalization rate, for every $1 that you raise the NOI, you raise the value of your property by $17. So, if you go in and increase your NOI by $100,000, what have you increased the value of the property by? Remember the magic rule. $1 equals $17 in value. So if you increase your NOI by $100,000 a year, you have increased the value of your property by $1.7 million. See why we love commercial real estate? Do you see why we like to buy beat up, mismanaged property? 
we don't want the $20 million one. We want to buy the $10 million one. Because what do we know we can raise the value to? $20 million. No question. So let's look at something small. And if you're an accredited investor, you could do this deal all by yourself. If you're sophisticated, you would need some partners, and we'll talk about that as well. But let's look at this little 30 unit that we bought for 50 grand a unit, about 1.5 million. The reason we got it so cheap was because it was mismanaged. There was literally $400,000 worth of deferred maintenance. It needed exterior paint, a new roof. I think six of the units were beat up, unlivable, just a disaster. We're going to have $100,000 in closing and holding costs on this deal. Remember from yesterday, holding costs are the mortgage payment and all your expenses that you pay during the rehab. Because during the rehab, you're probably not going to make positive cash flow. A rehab, a $400,000 rehab probably takes six to nine months. Yeah, six to nine months, six probably. So you're going to have to make the mortgage payment during that six months without a lot of income. That's why we take in the other $100,000. So the all-in price on this 30-unit project was $2 million. $1,500 purchase price, $400,000 rehab, $100,000 in closing and holding costs. Total out-of-pocket on this deal is going to be about 25% down plus another 5% in closing costs or about $600,000. So if you're an accredited investor, you got a million or more in the bank, you could do this deal all by yourself. If you don't have the $600,000, you would say, where do I get it? Remember, you can use personal funds, of course. You can use your IRA. You could use your 401k. You could get it from friends or relatives, credit cards, debt equity in your home. Where do we get it at Total Wealth Academy? The members partner together. They pull together, form an LLC, and for this example, we'll say that six members put up $100,000 each. One of the people who put up $100,000 is the sponsor. The sponsor locates the deal, negotiates the deal, sets up the rehab, oversees the rehab, manages the prop. They do everything. The other five partners are passive they do nothing. They do nothing. They just put up their hundred grand. The sponsor puts up a hundred grand and does all the work. So back to the two million dollar all in price. Let's talk about how commercial property is valued again. It's based off of net operating income and it's to get the value of the property you divide it by the capitalization rate. In this particular case, because they had 
six units out. It was mismanaged. They were only making about 160000 a year in net operating income. At a 0 0.08 capitalization rate, which is high, why would a bank require a high capitalization rate? It's because it's a beat-up piece of crap. They want a higher rate of return if they have to foreclose on it than they would on a perfect property. So to determine the value, you take the 160000 divide it by 0 .08, 8 cap rate, and that gives you a value of $2 million, which is what we were paying for it. We'll talk more about this when we come back from the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. an old joke. When is the best time to buy real estate? 20 years ago. When is the second best time? Today. And this is truer than ever with the impending recession and the correction that's going on right now. Real estate investors are going to make millions of dollars in the next few years because of the recession. You should take advantage of it as well. To find out how, please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. TotalWealthAcademy.com. Just click on the free sample class button. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy uh, radio show. I'm your host, Steve Davis. I just have to tell you, I just bought the funniest Lego kit. If you follow me on Facebook, you know I'm a Lego freak. Um, it is Donald Trump minifigure, and it's a brick wall. The name of the kit is Build the Wall. MAGA, Build the Wall. You... <laughs> History hysterical it's at patriotdepot.com you, you got to check it out it's it's hysterical um i had to order it lego kit patriotdepot.com apparently they sold out of this and <laughs> the people were so furious um that they ran out that they ordered a bunch more and it's only literally twelve ninety five, twelve ninety five. So uh, check that out at Patriot Depot. Even if you don't want to buy it, you should see it. It's hilarious. Okay, let's get back to this analysis of a commercial deal. Remember, we have a beginning NOI of one sixty a year, one hundred sixty thousand a year. Our initial cap rate is eight percent, which is high. So the value is only about $2 million, but that's okay because that's all we're paying for it. We're, one of the reasons I use this example is people always think you have to steal property below its value to get a good deal, and you don't. We paid full price for this property, but watch what happens. Action steps after we purchase the property, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go find out who the drug dealers are, who the thugs are, and who the prostitutes are. And we're going to evict them first. We're going to clean the apartment complex out. We're then going to rehab the entire exterior. We're going to rehab all 30 interiors. Now, that's going to take about two years to do that. Why? Because you've got to let people finish their leases. 
you've got to move people around. In other words, we had six vacant units. So what we did was we found our best tenants and moved them into those rehabbed units, allowing us to rehab their old unit. So that sped up the process a little bit. We're going to lease all the vacant units. Next action step. We're going to raise the rents to market. One of the things about this property is it was $150 to $200 a unit below market rent. Then, to add additional income and to provide a good service to the tenants, we added a laundromat. So, 18 months later, make sure you make a note of that in your head. We didn't have, I don't think we had any cash flow on this deal the first 18 months. Um, We have a new NOI and a new value. Our new NOI was $240,000. And that wasn't what we got it up to eventually. That was just after the first 18 months. We eventually broke $300,000. But $240,000 a year. But we go back to the bank and we go, look, we're ready to refinance. We want to pull some money out. They look at the property. They see that it's been completely rehabbed. They see that it's almost 100% occupied. They see we've gotten rid of the drug dealers, the thugs, the prostitutes. It's a perfect property now. So they give us a lower cap rate. In this case, 6%. So when you take $240,000 and divide it by 0.06, you get the new value of the property. We paid $2 million for it. 18 months later, it was worth $4 million. Now, those of you who are accredited investors, you've got over a million bucks, and you bought this, you put up the whole $600,000. In 18 months, you made $2 million. I want you to think through your life. During any 18-month period, did what you do make you $2 million? You could do it with real estate. It's a thing called forced appreciation. We force the value up through proper management, loving and caring for our tenants, and running it like somebody cares. What you would then do is you would refinance it, pull out a million. You could pull out a little more than that, but I wouldn't suggest it. Pull out a million. If you put six hundred grand into the deal and you pulled out a million, that's a hundred and sixty-seven percent rate of return in eighteen months annualized, that's going to be over eighty percent rate of return. If you had invested in this as a passive investor, you had put up a hundred grand into the deal you would have seen a 125% rate of return or about a 60% annualized rate of return. So 
So what each of you want to think about, again, look back at your life. Has anything you've invested in in the past given you a 60% rate of return? So the total impact is this. Let's go back to the accredited investors who bought it all by themselves. You now have $1.6 million in equity in the property, and you have $1 million in your pocket. You turned $600,000 into $2.6 million in 18 months. So back to the magic formula. For every $1 you increase your NOI, you increase the value of your property by $17. So there's commercial real estate. This would be small apartments, a little RV park, a mobile home park. Did I say self-storage? Apartment, self-storage, a little senior living project. This is what we're doing. This is what the families at Total Wealth Academy are doing. And not once in a while, we're doing three, uh, on average, three. It's hard to say the average because I don't know. It's three to six deals a month like this. So I guess the average would be 4.5, something like that. But that's the opportunity you have at Total Wealth Academy. And all you've got to do is get yourself over your fears. Remember, there's a language for the poor and middle class. And the poor and middle class love this phrase. What if? They just love it. Because it keeps them from taking action. And their effort-minimizing brain loves it. What if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? And you know what the answer to every one of your what ifs is? We fix it. We solve the problem proactively, like I described in the first half of the show. So be cautious of the what if. That is the language of the loser to quote Jim Rohn. The what-if question will keep you from taking action. And you got to understand, it's your brain that's asking that, not your mind. It's instinct, not thought, that makes you ask that question. What if? What if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? You'll never take action. You're listening to your brain instead of your mind, and... Effort-minimizing brain loves it because when you hide behind your what-if questions, you don't go get educated to answer them. You hide behind your what-if questions, you don't take action. Effort-minimizing brain. You're a victim of your effort-minimizing brain. you got to watch out for that.
because your brain doesn't want to do nothing except make love and eat. <laughs> and as I joke, you know, that's not a bad lifestyle, but you're never going to see any success if that's all you do. Okay. I really appreciate everybody listening. Oh, geez. I've got four emails. I will email you right after the show. I'm sorry I didn't see these. I had a PowerPoint in front of it. Um, Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Please remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investing advice. Always get a professional opinion before making any investment decisions. To find out more about coaching and consulting at Total Wealth Academy, visit TotalWealthAcademy.com and attend one of our free sample classes on real estate investing. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.